At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our number three of the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. We've got an absolutely tremendous hour coming up for you guys. We're going to be joined in 15 minutes by one of our good friends, Rob Donaldson. He does great work with. The Rob's Best Bets show, taking a look at the great game of football, doing a tremendous job on the college basketball front as well. We're going to be asking him about a little bit of both coming up. We'll see what he's all got for the Super Bowl as of right now. And then we'll dive into a Thursday slate of college basketball that has north of 60 games on it. This is one of the more complete slates they're going to find on a Thursday all season long in college basketball. So we're going to have a lot of fun with it. That means that we do have to step into the lab. We will do so in a second, but... You missed my DK Network write-up pick from our number two. We're going to be refreshing that for you in about 15 minutes. And coupled with that, we're also going to get you guys a beer review as well because we know that many of you guys are going to be flocking to lovely Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. And you're going to be noticing a lot of yellow cans that are concerned in terms of IPA. So I decided to try one of those, and I'll give you guys my thoughts in about 45 minutes. But how about if we step into the college basketball lab? We... Drum up some liquid inside of some beakers, and we try to create some chemistry and chemistry on the court, resulting in some winners. So let's hit the lab. Are you looking for the best lines on the market? I don't want to get paid to lose. I want to win. Then sit back and let Greg cook up the best insight in college basketball. What a fine day for science. We go eight. We go 8-17-8-18 on the board. It is Stanford. They are going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against Arizona State. And Arizona State is in a relative pick'em game. Some places do have Stanford as a one-point underdog total on this game. They're between 150.5 and 151.5. And I mean, the biggest thing that you want to be taking a look at here, and this is exactly why with the lab yesterday, I landed on Chattanooga on the money line, which was able to hit, by the way. So that was a nice 
find for us is that it feels like bookmakers aren't putting enough credence into home and road splits. And you want to be doing that with regards to the Stanford team. This Stanford team is able to go into inferno mode from three-point range at home. At home, they shoot north of 43% from three-point range. A completely different team when they leave Palo Alto. Away from home, they're shooting about 33.5% from three-point range. If you look at the overall offensive efficiency this year for Stanford, Stanford, in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, they're overall 127th, but they are scoring 20.6 points fewer per 100 possessions at home rather than in a roadside shooting court environment. And this is a Stanford bunch that they still have the very untrustworthy Jared Hass at the home. And when you've got Jared Hass at the home, well, you never feel too good about anything with regards to the Stanford unit because they could go out there and lose to a big West team on any given night. Meanwhile, you do have an Arizona State team that, to put it politely, the offense has been deplorable this season. They're right around about three and third in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, but generating about 11 points more per one hundred possessions at home rather than in a roadside search corner environment. We'll say Perez continues, by the way, shoot about 50% from three-point range for this Arizona State squad, but really past that, they haven't been able to get a ton from the outside. But again, they're a team that's a little bit better at home with their offense rather than in a roadside search corner environment. For Arizona State, they shoot about 33% from three-point range at home. Still stinks. Not as bad as the 27% that they've got away from home, though. So I do think that Arizona is going to be able to do a relatively solid job finding a little bit of offense against the Sanford team that they have been getting cooked with regards to their defense. They're well outside the top 140 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And Sanford is a team that they very willingly give up the arc as well. Stanford, 244th in all of college basketball with regards to opponent's three-point shooting percentage. Meanwhile, this is an Arizona State team that been able to do a relatively solid job just overall with their defense. They're in the top 90 in regards to opponent's three-point shooting percentage. That drops down to about 28.8% at home with Arizona State as well. In terms of overall points a lot on a per-possession basis, a top one on our team. And this, despite the fact that Arizona State is well outside the uh, top 275 with regards to rebound rate, Brian Saldabongu, who's come over from Tulsa, has been able to give you about five or so rebounds per game. Alonzo Caffney is a relatively good rim protector as well, going up against the Sanford team that, other than Maximine Raynaud, who's been able to give you about nine and a half rebounds per contest, you don't have a ton down low, and for Sanford, they're dealing with an injury to Jared Bynum. Just got him back in the team's previous game, but he did not look like himself overall for the season, generating north of six assists per contest, doing a nice job being able to dole it out. He had just one assist and about eight points in 16 or so minutes, so I do think that it'll be back, but not at 100% for the Sanford team, going up against an Arizona State team that's pretty solid defensively, on offense, they leave a lot to be desired. This is a game that I think is going to see a lot of bricks. As a result, I did set my total at about a 147. So here at the 151, like we're seeing, I'm going to be taking a look at the under, but just can't trust in the Stanford team away from home. They are nowhere near the same offensive team as they are in a roadside shooter court environment. So going to be looking at Arizona State laying the number, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. And then how about if we had another game that I think is of very much intrigue as You've got yourself the lone winless team in all of college basketball trying to get their first W, 765-766. Detroit is going to be playing us to Cleveland State. Cleveland State finds themselves as a favorite of between 7 to 7.5 seven points on the road. Total's game is ending between 146 and 147.5. This was an opener of 7.5. Most places have went down to 7, and I feel like everyone is taking the worst approach to sports betting ever. And the worst approach ever to sports betting is the do-for-one approach. Detroit is getting money once again. Detroit has been absolutely awful. I mean, 
awful against the spread. They're covering 33% of games this year. They're 0-22 straight up. So if you have placed $100 on the money line of Detroit basketball for every single one of their games this year, congratulations, you are down $2,200. I mean, this team has been just so sad with that regard. And for Detroit, I'm just trying to look for one metric in which they're not sorry in, and it's really hard to find. Detroit is outside the top 300 in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. They're outside the top 300 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They're outside the top 330 with regards to the rebound rate. They're 353rd with opponent's three-point shooting percentage. Bad, 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 bad. That's all that you've got with this Detroit team right now. Now, the good news is they've got Jaden Stone back in the fold. He was missing when they truly hit the skids, and they were truly awful towards the, I guess you'd call it, beginning part of January. He's been able to give the team right around 19 and a half points per contest, but I mean, man, it hasn't done any good for this Detroit team as all of a sudden they have become a total sieve with regards to their defense. They have given up 80 plus points in four out of their last five games. It's a Cleveland State team that they do a nice job of being able to buckle down and they've done a nice job of being able to guard the three-point arc as for Cleveland State overall, they're allowing opponents to shoot right in the neighbor about 32.5% for three-point range while they themselves have become a north of 36% three-point shooting team as well as a team that does a good job of being worth the ball away as we are in the Greg Peterson laboratory for college basketball right here on the Greg Peterson experience on Visa the Sports Bank Network but with regards to this Cleveland State team they're shooting about 36% from three while being a top 75 team in all of college basketball with regards to turnovers for us on a per possession basis this is a team that does see a little bit of a drop off with their offense when they do hit the road as they shoot about 35% from three-point range away from all more around 38% from three-point range at home. But I've got Tristan Enaruna, who's been able to do it all for this team. He's been able to supply the team with about 15 points, six plus fours, three assists, shoots relatively well from three-point range. Now, if there is a place for you to get this Cleveland State team, it's down low. They're outside the top 240 with regards to rebound rate. But again, who's going to be able to rebound the ball for Cleveland State? Other than Edward Del Cadilla, you don't have a single guy on the roster other than Stone that's giving you north of four and a half rebounds per game. Marcus Tankersley has stepped up as a double-figure scorer for the team, but Detroit doesn't play defense. They are very inefficient with their offense. They're shooting 26.5% from three-point range. At this point, they have absolutely no home court advantage whatsoever. With regards to this Detroit team, you take a look at their home and road splits. They're only scoring about two and a half points more per one or possessions at home rather than in a roadside shoot corner environment. And I do like the way that this Cleveland State team has been able to function on defense. They don't take too much of a pitfall with regards to their defensive and offensive splits. I do think that Cleveland State should be able to do a nice job being able to control this game. Cleveland State, I do think that they're probably going to be able to get past 75 points. I question whether or not they're going to be able to get to 80, and that's probably what you're going to need more and over in this spot because Detroit, well, they're not doing their part with regards to this total, and I do think that for Cleveland State, they're going to be able to do a solid job locking down and being able to get the job done. I set Cleveland State as an 11.5 point favorite again. No idea why money is coming in on Detroit. This has been just so sad to take a look at, to say the least. So looking at the under in the spot, and with Cleveland State, I'm going to be one to lay up to 11.5 points with them. When it comes to this spot, I do think that it's one of massive intrigue as Fort Wayne had a very, very rough January, but now hope springs eternal as the calendar turns to February. 761, 762 on the betting board. IPFW, a.k.a. Fort Wayne, they play also UW-Milwaukee. UW-Milwaukee is an underdog of three points in a lot of spots. We're starting to see a four and a half pop up at DraftKings. Still on this game, we're going to be finding it anywhere between 162 and a half and 164. This is up from the opener of a 162, and I do like this total under. This is a Fort Wayne team that has been playing with their hair on fire. This is a team that does rank 
in the uh, top 75 with regards to total possession per game, but they're also a top 80 team with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. They've been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to guard the three-pointer, especially at home. Teams at home, they're shooting less than 30% from three-point range against them, and they go up against the UW-Milwaukee team that you got Eric Pride who's able to do a relatively solid job of helping out B.J. Freeman, who's been your main scorer. Freeman, he's able to give you about 18-plus points, 5.5-plus rebounds per game, and that's the one place where this UW-Milwaukee team is going to have a little bit of an edge. It's on the glass as they are a team that ranks in the top 150 with regards to rebound rate, but just been a relatively inefficient offense in general. And it's a UW-Milwaukee team that they started out the year playing quite slowly. They have been looking to crank up their tempo a little bit. But this is a Purdue-Fort Wayne team that I do think that they're going to be able to do a nice job of being able to D it back up just a little bit more. They've been able to do a solid job with Eric Mulder being able to give them seven rebounds per game. And Rasheed Bell, who comes in from the lone D2 University in the state of Wisconsin, UW-Parkside, he has been the missing link for this Fort Wayne team. Fort Wayne in past years, they could always stroke it from three-point range, but they couldn't take care of the ball. They're not turning the ball over about 10 and a half times per contest with the way that he's been able to give out four assists, 15 plus points, doesn't necessarily shoot it well from three, but gets the ball to the other good three-point shooters on the seam. I think Fort Wayne gets it done. Set them as a four-point favorite, so here at the three and a half, going to be one to lay the number and take a look at this little under as well. And coming up next, College Basketball Chatter will continue with our good friend Rob Donaldson of the Rob's Best Bet Show here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you have yet to check out the all-new VSN.com, because over at VSN.com we have now a fresh new look. It's much easier to be able to scroll and see on your mobile device. We also get tools like. The Greg Peterson handicap lines every single day for college basketball. I know that Wes Reynolds does a great job with his golf articles every single week and so much more. Our extended educational content is top-notch as well, and that's all over at the brand-new website, bsin.com. 
sportsbettingnetwork.com. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, always great to be joined by this man, Rob Donaldson. He does absolutely impeccable work. Taking a look at the great game of college basketball. I know that he, much like myself, getting set for what is going to be a tremendous Super Bowl as well. And Rob, it's always great to get you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, I always love having, I um, love, always love hopping on, Greg. And, you know, it's a late night here in Central Time Zone, but at the same time, we're talking sports and it, it's a great time of year to be talking about sports. So I, I'm all aboard. Absolutely. I am all aboard as well. And when it comes to the uh, just overall tenor and what we're seeing in college basketball, what have been some of your biggest takeaways from the last few weeks? Because with regards to college basketball, I think that it's been so interesting to take a look at these teams that have been vying for upset bids. And it does feel like, for lack of a better term, it's just whether or not you picked on the hot slash cold shooting team because we have been noticing a lot of really, really good and bad shooting performances deciding a lot of these spreads. Yeah, and I will say, you know, the initial shock of some of these teams really experiencing a tough road environment for the first time all season is starting to kind of dissipate where, you know, these teams are starting to become more and more road tested. So we're going to start to see the well-coached teams, the veteran teams, and the teams just that are are finding their talent and really meshing well, they're going to perform regardless of, of kind of where they're playing at. And we kind of saw that tonight with Northwestern going at Purdue. I mean, this is a veteran-heavy Northwestern team with an established coach and just a, a core that really has been around for a, quite some time. And they went toe-to-toe with one of the top four teams in the country in Mackey and took them overtime and really had a chance to win that game multiple stops. So, you know, we're kind of seeing home court neutralized. It's not as big of a factor as it was maybe a month ago or even three weeks ago. And and that makes it a little bit more fun of a product, in my opinion. Yep, it is going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be so interesting to take a look at these teams moving forward because we saw it in the second half of a lot of those games. You mentioned it with Northwestern. They were just hot from three all night long, but Alabama got down double figures in that first half against Georgia. They swarmed back for a win. Baylor, they got down early against Central Florida. They did not panic. They were able to pull out the win and cover as well. So it's going to be interesting to take a look at that moving forward. And I was just alluding to this game, and you're going to be on the other side of myself. So I do want to get your thoughts here. It's the Detroit Mercy versus Cleveland State game. Cleveland State <laughs> between a 7 to a 7.5 point favorite. Take me through Detroit and what you're seeing with them because they do have their top score and Jaden Stone back in the fold. Yeah, and I do think that's the big differentiator here because without Jaden Stone, this team was not even worthy to call a D2 quality of, of, of an opponent. Well, regardless of who they went up against, they were in the first halves, a lot of those games without Jaden Stone, but the second half, it felt just like the floodgates were open and they would lose by 30, 40 points. Well, now we're kind of starting to see more consistent single digit numbers. And in this spot with a 13 and nine Cleveland state team going up against Owen 22 Detroit mercy team, I feel like it's super tempting to lay that number but Detroit Mercy is a little bit better than the perception right now, as as crazy as that may seem. But this is an 0-22 team that at least I think can potentially kind of put up a fight in, in conference play. And I do think this is a good spot to do so. Yeah, it's been a rough season for them, to say the least. And I just personally am not willing to be able to take those points with Detroit right now. I need to see a little bit more of a heartbeat out of this team. But that said, there is a game that we're agreeing upon a little bit more. And it's the Wright State game. As Wright State, they do find themselves as right around about two and a half to three point favorites right now. And how do you evaluate a Wright State team that they've been able to do a really nice job with their offense and 
This has been a team that has been just completely ice cold with regards to our defense. Yeah, Wright State is one of the more uh, up and down, high variance kind of teams, regardless of how you look at them, because on paper, this is a team that's not much different than the Wright State team that has been doing really well and almost quote unquote running the horizon the past few years. And they have some guard play that is is probably the tops in this entire conference. Yeah, they're sitting at a 12 and 10 record and, and kind of had some up and ups and downs, even in conference play. Well, now they're you're laying two and a half points here at home with a two, you know, about a 12 and 10 record, almost a 500 record going up against what looks like the class of the conference in Youngstown State. I think this is a right state play up spot. And I also do think right states potentially has a chance to lay it on here because even last year, Youngstown State struggled on the road despite how great they were. Yep, absolutely. With most places you're seeing a two and a half, one or two straight threes out there as well. And there's a total right around about 164. And it sounds high, but I'm going to be willing to take a look at the over. This right State team has been a flamethrower from three. And well, they've been getting cooked from three-point range as well. And I expect that to remain the same here. As Rob Donaldson does great work with the show slash podcast. Rob's the best bet show is joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And certainly there are some intriguing spots on the board. But how about if we go to the extra games as was one that I thought was very interesting because you've got a really good defense going up against a really good offense. Longwood is on the road facing off against High Point. High Point looking to not be a low point. They're between a six to a six half point favorite and the totals between 145 and a half to 146. And I mean, it's sort of maybe reverse of how a lot of people would look at this, but with the way that High Point has been giving up 75 plus on the regular, I do think that this total does go over. But at the same time, I think that Longwood is able to hang in there just because I think that they're going to be able to do a solid job on the glass, not just offensively, but offensively, leaning to both points and them being able to cover the spread. Yeah, and this is just kind of a testament to that there are waves in the college basketball season. I mean, right now, obviously, High Point has had one of their best seasons in program history so far, 18-4, undefeated conference record. But you also look at Longwood and how they started, 12-1, and and now that record is kind of dissipated from super glossy going into conference play to now 14 and eight, two and five in conference play. This is a spot where they need to really kind of muster up some ability to actually compete in this league and really show that the Big South, you know, they're not just going to lay down and die. And last time out, you know, a loss to Gardner Webb, I don't think is anything to kind of, you know, write off with this team because Gardner Webb is a great squad. And I do think when you're playing a lot of the high, higher level teams in your conference, you're going to start to be able to compete against them a little bit more. And in this spot, getting six points, I think high point may be riding a little bit too high. And I think Longwood is in a perfect buy low spot. So I'm all over the Longwood Lancers here. Yep, I am right there with you. I do think that Longwood is going to be able to hold in there. And I do think that the trend of high point giving up 75 plus in four of their last five games, that's going to continue as well. So I also do like the over, even though Longwood little bit more of the defense oriented team and then I take a look at this game it's big versus small Louisiana Tech one of your best rebound rate teams in all of college basketball Florida National as the leader in steals in Ontario Dean and right now Florida National an eight point home underdog goes between 142 and a half and 143 and I think that we both know that Florida National is going to lose the rebound battle but I look at the way that Florida International just has that funky defense where they're able to generate so many turnovers. I think it's going to take Louisiana Tech quite a while to be able to adapt to it. And I think that that's going to be able to keep Florida National in the game. And I'm willing to take the eight with them. Yeah, I'm all over Florida International here for a number of reasons. And I think this is kind of a meshing of 
a lot of great spots that I look for. On the Florida International side, they're coming off three straight road games. All were losses. So there is kind of a due factor of you got to be a little bit more competitive in conference play. And now you're finally back at home to potentially right the ship. And then on the Louisiana Tech side, they're coming off of two straight road wins in conference play and four and five straight um, uh, wins just in conference play in general. Now they're going on the road for a third straight time. They're laying a number of eight points here. And Louisiana Tech isn't a, a team that really puts up a boatload of points when they do win. So Florida International is a team that I think could get in the 60s and 70s range. And they might not win outright, but I think that they cover this number and I think they cover it comfortably. Now, I would not be doing my job as host if I did not bring up the early game of the day, especially being a proud Wisconsinite like I am. You're a man that's out there in the Midwest, so you've got a little bit of affinity for the fact that we're getting this at 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern time. IUPUI hits the road to face off against UW-Green Bay, <laughs> and the money is coming on IUPUI. Opened up as oh, a 14-point underdog. Now they're between 12 and 12 and a half, and personally, I made my number 13 and a half. I couldn't lay with UW-Green Bay to start with. This is putting me over the top on UW-Green Bay. Any sort of a take on an early game that might not feature the world's greatest basketball. You know, Green Bay right now it has been a great story out of the Horizon League because they're playing really good basketball. And two years ago, this team was like, what, two and 27? It felt like they were awful. And now Sundance Wicks, Noah Reynolds has got this ship righted. And do they start to get a little bit complacent against a team like IUP IUPUI in this spot? Potentially. So laying 12 and a half in a standalone spot early in the day, you got to take the Jaguars as crazy and as disgusting as it sounds. IUPUI will try to not put the PU in IUPUI early in the AM, <laughs> but a man that always does a tremendous job is Rob Donaldson. Coming up next, we'll take a look at what he's all got for the Super Bowl, along with a few more college basketball picks right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for just $199. And because you're a loyal listener to this show, the Greg Peterson Experience, you'll get a discount with this promo code of Greg. That is G R E G. Get access everything on our brand new website which includes our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which piece an expert has a hot hand betting splits to show you where the money and the bets are moving on every game 24 7 video access betting systems premium analysis plus our upcoming super bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite player prop bets remember save some money utilize the promo code greg when you sign up for a vsin annual subscription that's over at vsin.com subscribe we're back here on the greg peterson experience on visa the sports betting network Always good to be joined by Rob Donaldson. He does tremendous work with his show slash podcast, Rob's Best Bet Show. Go on over to YouTube.com slash Rob Donaldson. He's doing great work over there. And Rob, before we dive into a little bit more college basketball, do you need to get your initial thoughts on the Super Bowl? Obviously, with us betters, there are some that fire in very early on this big game. There are some that wait until late. And right now, we've got ourselves a line of two with the 49ers being the favorite. Total on this game between 47 to 47 half. How are you looking at this right now? And have you placed your bet yet? Or are you going to be waiting a little bit to do so? You know, I was really tempted to just kind of bet the Chiefs had open, but this line's actually kind of building uh, more value with them as, as the week goes on here, it kind of seems. 
Maybe it'll stagnate out and kind of reverse back. Who knows? But that is going to be my side that I go with. Um, I do think the Chiefs, just from a perception standpoint, have gotten here because of their offense, but it's been the exact opposite. Um, their defense has been so great that that's a defense that I want to back. And then two weeks of preparation for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, who have kind of looked better in recent weeks in terms of just offensive production as well. Um, I, I really do think the Chiefs are the side to play here, and I'd be all over to their side in terms of props as well. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And is there anything that you are taking a look at with regards to the Chiefs props? Because I'm with you. I'm going to be betting the Chiefs in some form or capacity. Right now, I'm just trying to see how big the money line gets because I just, I don't think we're going to be seeing a three on this game. I wouldn't be surprised if we get back to two and a half. I just don't think we get to that critical number of three. So it's just all about trying to get, because we're seeing in a lot of books right around plus one five, trying to get closer to about a plus 110 anything beyond that would be terrific but that said what props are you taking a look at with regards to the Kansas City Chiefs right now whether you've fired on them or are waiting yeah I'm, I'm kind of looking at the defensive side of the ball and kind of leaning towards the Brock Purdy interception numbers and maybe even just kind of doing because right now over just just throwing one interception is getting you plus value betting on that for Brock Purdy and if you expect the Chiefs to potentially be front runners in this ball game and Brock Purdy throw the ball We've seen the last two games that Brock Purdy has kind of evaded a lot of these turnover backbreakers in the passing game. And I think that just can only last for so long. So I'm kind of targeting maybe individual DST player interceptions and also just kind of targeting um, the Brock Purdy under and, and passing touch, uh, passing touchdowns passing yards and over on interceptions. And I think that that's a good way of being able to take a look at it as well, because personally I'm looking a little bit more at the under right now. That's one that I have yet to fire in on, but is that a side that you're looking at as well? Because out of the four units on this field, in terms of the defense of the 49ers and the chiefs and the offense of the chiefs and the 49ers, I think that the best unit out of those four is this for, is this chiefs defense. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And even if the 49ers are going to stay in this ball game, if the Chiefs get on them early, it is going to be because the defense for the 49ers ends up stepping up as well. And I do think the Chiefs are going to be, hold, be able to hold serve the rest of the match there too when the 49ers are on offense. So uh, I'm right there with you. 47 feels like a bulky number. Um, and I think it may be kind of that perfect towing the line number between a 48 and 46 and kind of where this game would line up. But I'm right there with you. I think the under would be definitely be another play to look at there. And I do want to throw this at you as well, because I've heard quite a few people, much like us, that are on the Kansas City Chiefs, that they're actually not going to bet the Chiefs on the money line, but rather they're going to bet Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. Right now I'm seeing that at DraftKings at a plus 125. It's going to vary a little bit from book to book. Personally, I'm going to stay away from that because I do think that at 12 to 1, Travis Kelsey has a little bit of value. You could see a big Isaiah Pacheco game and even though this is an award that it is dominated by quarterbacks, it's certainly not the MVP award where that goes to a quarterback darn near every single time. We've seen about a 50-50 split between quarterbacks and non-quarterbacks over the last decade in terms of the Super Bowl MVP. How do you feel about that? Because I do think that I would just need a little bit more plus value in order to take Mahomes at MVP rather than just take a look at the money line of the Chiefs. Yeah, and I think, uh, honestly, there's a lot of paths to victory here for the Chiefs where Patrick Mahomes is just kind of a game managing quarterback, maybe one touchdown pass, maybe hovering below that 240 passing yard number and just kind of gets the job done with no turnovers. And yeah, because this MVP is a little bit of a, a popular, uh, popular award, as we've kind of seen over the past few years, 
Um, I would not want to bet that on Patrick Mahomes when Travis Kelsey is bringing in a lot of these fans. So uh, I'm going to stay off of betting on the MVP and Super Bowl MVP just because I think there's a lot of candidates at play here. And I mean, call me a conspiracy theorist, but how great would it be for the NFL and just the world in general if Travis Kelsey has a big game, he wins MVP, and he proposes to Taylor Swift? I mean, it would be a ratings bonanza. All the media outlets would be going absolutely crazy. I mean, maybe I'm just coming up with a crackpot theory here, but I think that that needs to be factored in just a little bit because, I mean, this is an award where if it's a little bit of a coin toss, I think that this one could actually go to Travis Kelsey. So that is something that I factor in as well. So I'm right there with you. I'd rather just stick with the money line <laughs> rather than taking Patrick Mahomes to win MVP because I don't think that that is by any means a foregone conclusion. What is a foregone conclusion? Is that you're always going to get great insights, though, from Rod Donaldson. He's joining me right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. And I do think that the game of the night in terms of college basketball for this Thursday is going to be one that's going to be going out there in the Big Ten. Nebraska's looking for some revenge on Wisconsin. Most places have this game as a pick I'm seeing some places where Wisconsin's a one to a one-half point favorite. Total on this game is between 144 and 144 and a half and I think I feel safe in saying that both of these teams won't shoot darn near 50% from three like they did last time around. I remember taking the under. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But that said, how do you take a look at this game? Because as we know, it's very difficult to win on the road in the Big Ten. And as we know, Wisconsin's been much better on the glass this year as well. Yeah, and at some point, you know, the Wisconsin juggernaut angle of them really just kind of stomping some good teams is going to temper, you know, tape down a little bit. And even the last two times they've stepped on the road, they've lost to Penn State, where Penn State was up by double digits throughout that game. And then also they were at Minnesota last time out, and they narrowly escaped with a, a two-point winner that they did, um, you know, lead start to finish. But at the same time, Minnesota had chances to win that game as well. So when you're looking at this spot for Wisconsin on the road, I think, again, kind of using just kind of regurgitating an angle I used on the previous segment you know, I think they might be riding a little bit too high, and I think their stock as a whole might just be a little bit too high right now. And Nebraska, this is this is one of their moments to really wrap up a win that's going to matter if they end up on the bubble. So I think this place is going to be rocking. I think this team is actually good enough to get it done, and I do think they win it outright and potentially even win it outright convincingly. And Rob, I know that something that you do in college basketball is a lot of these bigger underdogs, typically you'll take a little bit of a shot on the money line. I'm personally a either take the points or take a look at the money line with regards to these underdogs. I really don't go one or the other, but typically when you take these bigger underdogs, I typically just take the points, but we are going to be aligned on this one. The Monmouth Drexel game, Drexel opens up a three and a half point favorite. And I feel like this has moved the wrong direction. Drexel now four to four and a half point favorite. And I like Monmouth outright on the money line. I know that you do as well. So take me through this one on what you're seeing with this Monmouth bunch. Yeah, this is one of the spots that I just absolutely gush over and I'm in love with because, again, I, I've been using this line every single time I come on the show, but perception matters in college basketball. And you get an 11-10 Monmouth team going up against a 15-7 and Drexel team, and Drexel's laying a short number on the road. Um, and I, I really, truly believe that Monmouth is actually the better team here. Um, and last time out, yes, it was a four-point loss at Drexel for Monmouth, but it was a tight game throughout. It was a serious ball game. And that's kind of a redemption spot when you're kind of looking at a rivalry aspect type of game. Um, and so Monmouth right here in this in this spot coming off a win against Hofstra where they've been playing, playing some better basketball as of late as well. 
I think Monmouth gets it done, and I think this is actually going to be a start of a little bit of a run for them in conference play as well. And they might have the best player out there on the floor. Xander Rice is a guy that's able to throw the ball in the bucket. I absolutely love what he's able to do. And then you got this one as well. SMU versus Tulane. This is actually one where I look at the over with the total at a 157, 157.5. But the opener was 9, coming down to 8.5, seeing even a stray 8 out there as well. Wasn't willing to lay the 9, but now that this is getting to 8, I am going to be willing to lay it with the far better defensive team in SMU. Yeah, and I think SMU is another team that's just kind of really high variance. So you kind of always have to be a little bit weary because things can go awry betting on this team, especially when you're laying this many, um, this much of a, a number. And, you know, coming off of two losses, I think this is a really good buy low spot on SMU and, again, their perception. And Tulane on the road over the past three, four, five years have just kind of been a very high variance team as well. So I'm all over SMU and laying the number. Yep, I'm right there with you. Now that this number has come down, it's gotten into my buy point. And we always want to buy stock at you, Rob, because you do amazing work with your show, the Rob's Best Bet Show, and always appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Greg, and best of luck the rest of the show. Absolutely. And coming up next, I get you guys a beer review on my DK Network right up for Thursday. On the Greg Peterson Experience, I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you looking 
for a super offer for Super Bowl 58. DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and utilize promo code VSIN when you do because new customers can place a bet of $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. It's only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 and the NFL with that promo code of VSIN because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here for the final segment of the night, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa the Sports Betting Network. You're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience. Coming up next, we get a replay of this fine program. Meanwhile, if you're listening to the replay, coming up at 4 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern, it is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. They're going to get you guys set for the Super Bowl. Top of that, I know that they're going to get you guys set for what is going to be a tremendous Thursday in sports. Whether you're looking at the NBA, a whole bunch of college basketball games, I know that they're probably t- going to take a little bit of a look at hockey the next few days with them now being on break. So we'll see what we can get for the all-star festivities in hockey. But they cover it all. They do so all so well. Best in the business. So you do want to be sticking around there. And my job now is to try to get you perhaps a little bit more money in pocket. We'll get you guys my DK Network right up here in a second and get you to follow the money safely. And we've been hitting a lot of these bets with regards to our write-ups. We're now season high, 16 games above 500 and. I know that many of you guys are coming in from out of state to lovely Las Vegas. So do you want to give you guys a little bit of local flair today on Hoops on Ops and highlight one of the local beers that you can actually find where I sit right now at Circa. This is one of the bigger baker or one of the bigger breweries that you're able to find out here in Las Vegas. It's Abel Baker. I Forgot the can, foolishly enough, but if you're watching on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, you're able to find it. It's the Abel Baker Atomic Duck, as I was alluding to. If you're staying at Circa, the wonderful resort out here, you're able to buy it here, and you're able to buy it all throughout the city. So for those of you guys who are flocking to Las Vegas, Abel Baker is one of the main, I guess you call it, local breweries out here. And this was a pretty solid beer. I ended up giving it an 8.5 out of 10. It's a 7%. A alcohol by volume IPA. It's a bit piney up front, and if it would have been just a little bit less tight piney, I would have probably given this more of a nine to a nine and a half. But all in all, very balanced. I do like the way that they were able to utilize the citrus to pretty much offset the IBUs of this beer because IBUs is really how you gauge the bitterness. This is up there at 88. But they do a nice job with regards to that sweetness of being able to negate it. It's a very juicy beer. has a really nice mouthfeel. One of the best and smoothest IPAs that I've really had. Abel Baker, one of the better breweries that you're going to find out here in Las Vegas. Glad that I was able to try this one. Gave it a nice solid 8.5 out of 10 stars. And certainly we'll be trying some more Abel Baker as the months go along. Though, as you guys know, for those that do enjoy these beer reviews, we're going to be starting up the beer review bracket tomorrow. We're going to be... Starting up those play-in rounds, you're going to be getting some Rogue. You're going to be getting some toppling Goliath. So whether you're out there out east, whether you're out west, whether you're in the central part of America, well, all these breweries are going to be represented. We're going to have 39 total breweries. One shall win. It's NCAA tournament style. Both breweries get one beer. Highest score moves on. Lowest score moves home. So that is going to be a lot of fun. And when it comes to going big or going home, well, we do want to get you guys another winner because when we get these winners, we're able to celebrate with these beer reviews. And we got ourselves a game out west that I do feel like the line is a little bit short with regards to the favorite on. 833, 834 on the betting board. Oregon hits the road face off against USC. 
USC finds itself as an underdog of two points. And your total on this game, it opened up at a 149.5. Still seeing some 149.5, but this has moved down in some places to as low as a 148. Still seeing a 148.5 out there as well. And when it comes to my write-up, maybe I am the most taking the cheese in this one, but my write-up is going to be on Oregon. I felt like they should have been more like a seven-point favorite. Good news for USC is that their top scorer in Boogie Ellis he is back in the fold. He's been able to give the team north of 17 points per contest. He truly is their best three-point shooter, shooting north of 40% from distance overall for the season. As a matter of fact, more like 45.5% from three-point range. But his team is still dealing with Isaiah Collier, probably their best NBA prospect on the roster. He's probably going to be a lottery pick. And I'd figure that if things continue to go sideways for USC, he might get shut down for the season as this is a USC bunch that they were looked at as a top 25 team coming into the season, voted second in the Pac-12 preseason poll, and here they are, 2-7, and seven, dead last in the conference. And for this USC team, they have now went 4-11 and 11 straight up in their last 15 games. As we are taking a look at Oregon versus USC right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And when it comes to this USC team, typically they do a nice job of being able to dominate down low. This team typically has a lot of good rebounding. They're able to cut you off from two-point range. Now, in their home games, they're shooting 48.5% from inside the arc. That is 293rd in all of college basketball, and they don't have a single guy on the roster that gives you north of 4.7 rebounds per game. Vincent Iwachuku, their former top 30 standout recruit, is that man that's giving you 4.7 rebounds per game. Just hasn't been able to give you a ton there. You've got Joshua Morgan, who's been able to give you a few blocks, but... He's not really giving you a lot on the glass. And this is an Oregon team that they should be able to win that battle down low because they not just get back one reinforcement, they get back two. And Folly Dante has been back for the last few games and he has been able to supply the team with eight plus rebounds per game. And he's only played in six games thus far this season, but in all six, Oregon has been able to reach the 70 point plateau and every one of them. And now they're getting back Nate Biddle as well. Biddle is a true seven footer that has been able to pop in from three point range at about a 33% clip. He gives you right around about 10.5 points, 4.5 boards. Has been rather limited with his play. I don't think that he's going to be out there in a full capacity or anything like that, but he's able to give you a little bit of something to be able to help win that battle down low. And this is an Oregon team that has been able to really shoot it well from three-point range. They're a top 30 team with regards to their three-point shooting percentage. Gary Oquendo has been able to shoot 44% from distance, 10 points per contest. And you've got a duel in the backcourt injection shell set. Launch Jermaine Cuisinart. They both have been able to do a solid job by committee of being able to dole up the ball, combined about five and a half assists per contest. And these two guys have been able to give you a combined about 24 and a half points per game with both shooting north of 38 and a half percent from three point range. They go up against a USC team that is 305th in college basketball with regards to their opponent's three point shooting percentage. They're just absolutely giving it up from beyond the arc. And for USC, you're expecting quite a bit more from the transfers that were coming in. Like, DJ Rodman has only been able to give you about 7.5 points per contest. They just haven't been able to get a lot in general out of some of their other guys. Like a Kajani Wright has only been able to give you about 4 to 4.5 points per contest as well. So these guys have just been a lot of, shall we say, disappointments with the USC. Overall, they're about 170th in the country with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. But with regards to this USC team, with the loss of Isaiah Collier, this team has not been the same offensively. So they need a lot of offense to be able to out- offset the fact that their defense has been so horrible. And for Isaiah Collier, with them out of the fold, the team has not exceeded the 70-point plateau in any of their games. I do think that Oregon 
While they do have a few issues with regards to their defense, I do think that they're going to be able to step up in this game against a USC team that just has not been themselves recently. My write-up, that is going to be on Oregon. I'm willing to lay up to six half points with them, set them as a seven-point favorite. And I do think that you're going to see USC get back to 70. They had scored 70-plus points in 14 out of their first 15 games of the season. They've now been getting quite a bit more out of Ozias Sellers, who's been able to give you about a double-figure amount of points with having out of the fold Isaiah Collier. So I do think that that's going to be restored, but I think that Oregon just takes it to a bad USC defense. So my write-up is going to be laying the number with this Oregon bunch. And with regards to this total, going to be taking a look at it over. So my total more around about a 152. And when it comes to the slate for Thursday, got a lot of different ways that you're able to take a look at it. But I do think that this is a road favorite that is also going to be one that I'm going to be eyeing. 809, 810 on the bang board. How about if we head out there to the big sky? I don't think we've done the big sky yet. Eastern Washington, it's the road. They're facing off against Montana State. Montana State is a home underdog of 3.5 points. Total on this game is between 152 and 152.5. And, and for Eastern Washington, if there is a little bit of a reason to be concerned about this team, they are scoring about 20 points fewer for one of possessions when they're away from home rather than when they are at home. But I do think that they take it to Montana State in this spot. I set this Eastern Washington team as a five and a half point favorite, so I'm going to be one to lay the number. Eastern Washington just has so much size that should be able to dominate in this game. And I will say this about Montana State. They've got a guy by the name of Robert Ford III that only stands about six feet tall. This guy does it all. He gives you like six boards, two steals, 13 points per contest, shooting darn near 40% from three-point range. He has been awesome, but his conference over the last few seasons has been one that Eastern Washington has really been able to dominate. You may recall... Last season, they went on that like 16 or 17 game win streak, and they've got so much size that I just don't think that Montana State is going to be able to really hold up in this ordeal. Dane Eric Strupp, along with Cedric Coward, are a pair of guys that both stand north of six foot six, and they've been able to combine to shoot in that neighborhood about 39% from three point range. You've got five separate guys that will be able to give you double figures. These guys are also very trustworthy in a little bit of a nip and tuck game as well. For Eastern Washington, each other top three scores shoot at least 85% of the free throw line. They're a top 20 team nationally with regards to free throw shooting percentage. One to lay the number with Eastern Washington made them a five and a half point favorite. And I like the over. I set my total 153 and a half. What else I'd love is follow the money. That comes your way 4 o'clock a.m. Pacific, 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern, right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.